the secret was something free called sleep, but then CBD helps you to get the better sleep, which thus made it so you had a better day. Going through this much pain made me an empathetic person, and it made me realize that regardless of any sport I continue playing, I'm going to spend the next 70 years of my life helping other people get out of pain. Welcome to the Boss Bay Podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Natalie Ellis, CEO of Boss Babe, and your host for this week's episode. Oh my God, we're nearly one month into 2020. I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but January has been a bit of a blur. There's been so much going on and I've extroverted really, really hard, which I'm an ambivert. So you know when you're like half extrovert, half introvert, like I love being around people, but I recharge my energy when I'm alone. So we hosted our mastermind retreat, which is a three-day event for our mastermind girls. Then I did an offsite with our leadership team. So we took a few of our team away to really strategize what 2020 looks like. We did that in Palm Springs. Then I spoke at Girl Talk Festival and I'm actually off to Atlanta at the end of this week for the Boss Babe Icon event. I can't wait to see everyone there. It's going to be such an inspiring, informative event. And there are still tickets left. If you want to get one, I'll put the link in the show notes. It's been amazing, but definitely ready for some recharge time in February. Danielle and I are going away to Joe Dispenza with a couple of friends and our husbands. We're going to be staying in Palm Springs again in a house and doing the week-long Joe Dispenza retreat. Has anyone else done it? DM me. Let me know what you think at I am Natalie. I'm really, really excited. I've been doing all the pre-work. There's so much pre-work to do. And then also I am prepping my house right now because Danielle's going to be moving. She moves to LA in like a week or so. So really, really soon. And she's going to be moving in with her and her husband are going to be moving in with me and Steven. We have plenty of space in our house. And so they're going to be moving in whilst they find their bearings in LA, which I am so excited about. I can't wait to have her here. And we're thinking about doing some kind of morning content, doing some some lives every morning and just sharing all like conversations over coffee or something I would love to know your thoughts on this like are you interested in that what would you love to see us talk about we're also going to be doing a lot more conversational podcasts in person so we want to be doing more roundtable stuff and just kind of bringing you all into the background of boss babe and showing you what it's like running a business and all those different amazing things So anyways, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode before I just talk your ear off. If any of you are keen biohackers and want to learn more about it, you're going to absolutely love this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with brother and sister duo, Mike and Angie Lee, who are co-founders of Soul CBD. Some of you might have already listened to the previous interview I did with Angie, which was heavily focused on making seven figures with organic marketing. So many actionable tips. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely scroll down, go ahead and listen. And this week, we've got her amazing brother joining us. Mike has such an inspiring story to tell about how he got to where he is today, which I don't want to give too much away of, but I know you won't be able to stop listening. In our interview, we also talk about specific morning routines to make the most out of your day, how to be better with your phone, so putting it down, EMFs and their effects on us, and so many other easy, actionable tips. Angie also gives us an insight on an all new FEMA product that Soul CBD is coming out with, which is going to be a game changer. So, with that, let's jump in. This episode is sponsored by Soul CBD. I've been using Soul CBD consistently for over 18 months now, and please do not take it lightly when I tell you that it has been a game changer for me and so many people that I know. 
I've noticed a really big difference in a lot of ways so I'll just dive into a couple specifically but firstly my deep sleep you know I track absolutely everything I do in regards to my sleep with my aura ring so when I take sleep supplements I do them individually so I can see which ones actually make a difference I'm all about simplifying to amplify I don't want to take 10 things if it's two things that are actually making a difference so I tested it and when I take CBD on an evening I get almost double the amount of deep sleep that I'm used to which means your sleep is more efficient you're waking up feeling a lot more refreshed it's really really good for your brain your focus all the things that we need more of so there's a couple of tricks I want to share with you so what I do is I put the liquid straight under my tongue it tastes really good but you want to leave it there for a few seconds before swallowing it this is really important and then every week or so you want to take a couple of days off taking it before bed so that your body doesn't get used to it so the effects don't reduce trust me try that just even if you try one bottle I know you're going to be hooked because it really really changes the game for your sleep And then the second thing, you know I'm all about reducing stress in every shape and form, but like you'll know, entrepreneurship is not always the easiest career option. So if I feel like I'm having an overly challenging day and notice any anxiety creeping in, I take some CBD. I have it in my desk drawer, both at home and in the office, and I just take a dropper of it under the tongue. And within half an hour, I feel so different, so much lighter, so much less anxious and stressed. I love this product. I know you'll love this product. And that's why I'm so excited to genuinely continue sharing it with you. So listeners of this podcast can actually get 20% off on Soul CBD products using code BOSSBABE. Their top products are the tincture that I mentioned, gummies, which taste so good, bath bombs and sleep capsules. Their products are 100% organic, zero THC and third party tested. And you can get them at mysoulcbd.com. And whilst I can speak to my personal experiences using Soul CBD, our bodies are all different. So please consult a doctor or other medical professional prior to deciding if CBD is right for you. Also worth no that I live in California where it is legal to purchase and use CBD. So give it a little check to see if it's legal where you are. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise. Keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Vision of success. So working together as brother and sister, how's that? <laughs> that might be the answer right there. Yeah. The awkward pause followed no. by the laugh. No, no, it, it's been phenomenal. And we actually hired our mom as well. My mom is the head of customer service, which oh, is a perfect that. role for her. So it's a family business. It's fun. It's yeah. chaotic. It's frustrating. It's amazing. It depends what day of the week it is. Yeah. I feel like we do a pretty good job of, and we're still getting better at that. And I think we're still at our infancy right now of figuring out that ebb and flow. But Mike's a really good communicator for a man, actually. And most, sorry, dudes in the room, sometimes men are just, (laughs) it's difficult for them to communicate. But Mike does a really good job of being honest and transparent. We've had some difficult conversations, but I think that's just partnership, you know, is, hey, you've got to do this. Hey, pick up the slack here. And I think that we're just still learning that and figuring out what our roles really are because we are very different. So yeah. Mike is definitely more left brain CEO mindset. He is what I am not essentially. And I'm just a big picture visionary creative. So sometimes I need to flex my right brain and he needs to sometimes mm-hmm. tap more into the creativity. So it's that constant ebb and flow of creative and organization. Yeah, it's a really good dynamic with that. And I mean, you know, growing businesses, everybody kind of has their place and knows their lane. And it's understanding what you're good at, but most importantly, what you're not good at. We're in our 16th month now, but it's taken a lot of ups and downs to kind of realize that. But it's been really fun along the way. I love it. 
So speaking of that, Mike, I really want to dive into your story because you have the best story, very inspirational. And just to hear everything you've been through, can you kind of start at the beginning of the whole journey into finding CBD? Sure. All of it. So I'm a professional athlete. I'm a boxer. And I started fighting at the young age of eight. Angie and I are born and raised in Chicago. And I was brought to a boxing gym at a young age and literally thrown in the ring. Our parents came from inner city Chicago, and we were always raised different than the kids were surrounded with. And that just kind of took off. And I fought in high school and college. I won the Golden Gloves. And next thing you know, I got signed by Top Rank, which is arguably one of the greatest teams and promotional companies in the world. So for me, I was on top of the world. I was a, a young man. I was signed at 21. I started winning a ton of fights. I had uh, Super Bowl commercials. I had sponsorships. I felt invincible. And then it all hit me. I was 12 and 0 at the time, and I was training for the biggest fight of my life. And we had a media workout that day. And in the middle of one of my interviews, I had to run to the bathroom because I was in so much pain that I ran to the bathroom just to collect myself, and I ended up passing out. They brought me to the hospital, and I ended up spending the next two years in and out of hospitals battling what I later found out was an autoimmune disease known as ankylosing spondylitis, and that was just the beginning. So for me, going on at such a high point and then thrown down to the lowest, darkest moments of my life in those hospital beds out of the ring, I was literally, at one point, I was on eight different medications and going from doctor to doctor. They were flying me all over the country and world. I was in so much pain. I had back pain, daily headaches. I was getting anxiety. I was My entire body was basically shutting down. I was getting really, really sick. My immune system was fighting against me. So the biggest frustration through that entire journey was not knowing what was wrong with me. And I reached a, a breaking point, basically. I knew that I could keep abusing these painkillers and go down this dark road of antidepressants and anti-anxiety and all these medications they had me on. And I was literally laying in hospital beds looking at myself on TV screens, old fights or commercials, and I was completely depressed. And I knew that I could go an ugly route. And it was at that point, I was literally laying in a Chicago hospital bed in the end of 2013. And I just made a decision that I was going to take my health into my own hands. And slowly but surely, I did what doctors told me I would never do again, which is fight. And through so many different modalities, and techniques, and most importantly, learning about health and wellness, and that there's answers outside of prescription medication. I went from hospital beds and not only fought again, but eight fights later, fought for a world title in front of millions of people. A dream that I had since I was eight years old, and a dream that multiple doctors told me would never happen. I had a chip on my shoulder, and I went from eight medications all the way down to zero. And I still live in pain every single day. I wake up in pain every day, but I'm light years ahead of where I was in those dark days when I was damn near suicidal and depressed. And what I loved, the sport was taken from me. And CBD was a huge part of that. It was one of the many things that I started to do between changing my diet, my lifestyle, meditating, you know, cryotherapy, infrared saunas. I mean, I could go on and on, but I just started opening up books and reading and consuming myself with knowledge. And as I mentioned, CBD was a huge part of that. And I just realized that for me, at least, there was an answer outside of this prescription medication. And it's been a blessing in disguise because that pain was such a gift. And I talk about that all the time, that that pain changed who I was as a human being, fundamentally changed who I was. I was egocentric. I was all about fighting and money. And I cared about me, me, me. And going through this much pain made me an empathetic person. And it made me realize that Regardless of any sport I continue playing, I'm going to spend the next 70 years of my life helping other people get out of pain. 
Maybe it's a CBD product, maybe it's speaking, maybe it's a book. I have no idea yet, but I feel other people's pain so much now since I've gone through and still go through pain. And that was really the birth of soul was that I found something that helped me and I felt like it could help other people. And 16 months later, here we are. It's incredible. And to be in that situation where you are literally living out your dream and then just kind of feeling like you get it all taken away from you, that feeling must have been, I can't even imagine. So what was it that helped you change something in your mindset that made you decide I'm actually going to make myself better? Because probably I can imagine in that maybe you're lying in the hospital bed and you're just feeling like, why me? You're feeling so sorry for yourself. This isn't fair. I've worked so hard. I don't deserve this. What shifted? What shifted was pain. And I say this a lot, pain is the greatest catalyst for change there is. You can either embrace it and view it as a phenomenal catalyst for the change that you need, or you can curl up in a fetal position and let it take over. And at that point, I was completely abusing painkillers. I was out drinking and partying. I was just completely depressed. I was on antidepressants. You name it, I was on it. And it was a dark moment. And my family knew it was a dark moment for me. And I had a full-on anxiety slash my body started shutting down and they rushed me to the hospital. And I think it was because of too many painkillers and alcohol. But the net of it was I brought myself to a point where I was in enough pain that I said enough's enough. And I never would have changed if I just had a little bit of pain. So that day when I was drinking and I was on these painkillers and they ended up bringing me to the hospital, I remember waking up the next morning thinking, I'm done with this. I'm going to figure out a way because the other route is ugly and the other route will hurt my family. So yeah, it was the catalyst for the change that I needed in my life. Angie, what was it like Mm -hmm. for you to just see this all happen? Mm, It's been a lot. I think we don't really talk about it a ton now. So I think it's crazy to be sharing the story here. And I think it's really special to be doing this here on the show. But it was probably one of the most painful things I've experienced is watching someone you love be depressed and to feel that and to feel that they are in so much pain. You know what I mean? So I, I can remember being in the hospital with Mike and just seeing that. And I think one of the greatest things about Mike is not him being an athlete or fighting and all those things, but his ability to get back up. I think that's really admirable. And I think that that's really what life's about, you know, is just getting back up because I think there's a lot of people who can be good athletes. There's a lot of people who can play sports and do those things. But I think it's been really awesome to see Mike make a decision because I think everything in life's a choice and a decision. He's decided to take his life back. And I think that there's no doubt Mike's going to go do some incredible things with helping people with that. And he's just so empathetic. You know, I thought I was empathetic, but Mike literally can feel other people's pain. And I think that gift is going to take him to some really cool places as a speaker, author, and all these cool stuff. So I'm really excited for him. I think this is just the beginning of realizing that. And even at Pays to be Brave, women who are also dealing with physical pain or emotional pain came up to him or said to him, hey, this is what I want to do. I now want to share with people how I'm getting back up, falling down eight times, but getting back up nine times. And that's what makes life really beautiful. So, but definitely the most painful thing I've ever experienced is watching someone I love not be fully there. And because he wasn't fully there when he's on all those medications. And I don't want to make this show all about bashing pharmaceuticals. I know that's a touchy subject, but it wasn't really him. And for the woman or man listening to this who has a loved one who is on a lot of medications and antidepressants and anti-anxiety stuff, you can tell it's not really them behind their eyes. And so to now have him back and I could tell when he was weaning off them is so awesome. And it's so great because they really do take your personality away in a sense and they make you numb. And we're not supposed to feel numb as humans, you know? So that was really painful to watch too. 
It's funny, at Angie's event that she mentioned, Pays Be Brave, mm-hmm. she had 1,500 women mm-hmm. dancing and screaming and crying and laughing, and it was awesome. And Natalie was there. <laughs> yeah, you spoke on stage, and mm-hmm. it was an incredible moment for me. I was in the back, like, tearing up. I was so proud of her. But I had a lot of women that ended up coming up to me after I spoke on stage, talking about all the things that they accomplished, not despite pain, but because of it. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. If you think and realize that pain is a gift and all these people, Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, I mean, the list goes on and on, but these iconic human beings who became who they were despite the pain, but because of it. And that's the type of ideology that I adopted in those hospital beds. And I really believe it saved my life. I love that. And yeah, I was at Space We Raven. Pretty much every single person I've spoken to since then has talked about your talk. Like they really like it really, really resonated. And Mm -hmm. I think it's that willingness to be so open and honest about your journey. And yeah, not everyone's talking about the painful moments or the dark times, but we all have them. And it's so nice to just look at someone and relate and also see what's possible. And it's kind of now that we're in that space, I'm not interested in hearing about like all the funnels and all the things. I want to know like the real stuff. And I, I know you talk about this a lot. Yeah. You've experienced a lot of anxiety yeah. as an entrepreneur, yeah. as have I. Entrepreneurship is a trip <laughs> for real. Yeah. What's your journey been like with that? Yeah, I've always kind of been a (laughs) a stress ball, but I am definitely more of a high energy type A. They call it a high functioning achiever. I feel like you resonate with this. So I feel like my brain is moving too fast. It's always moving too fast. And that will be my greatest strength and my biggest weakness in life because it's hurt me in the ability to be more present and a lot of these things that I'm working on now as I'm maturing, but it's helped in my ability to get things done faster than anyone else. And I just like, it's done. They're thinking about it. It's done. They're thinking about it. I'm a quick starter. So my brain has always been working a million miles a minute. So what happened when I was... I think it was 25, almost 26, that I had my first full-blown panic attack where my whole system just shut down in a car one day. And it was the scariest experience of my life. And I think it was just an accumulation of all of the years of overworking, overthinking, being overstimulated, and my whole system just broke down and was like, that's enough. All right, we're just going to take a little break. (laughs) And so your brain, like any other muscle, needs a break. And um, I had a full-blown anxiety attack. Completely fell outside my body. I lived with it for about a month. It was the worst experience of my life and really woke me up to, hey, what is this? It was such a foreign experience because I had never had a full-blown acute anxiety attack. And that's when I really started researching holistic remedies for anxiety. Literally, I was on Google at 3 a.m. thinking I was going crazy calling my mom, like freaking out, going to all these holistic doctors, naturopathic doctors, and everyone's, nobody could figure out what it was. And it truly was just anxiety, obviously, because you you feel like you're dying when it's happening. And I was Googling holistic remedies, and that's when I found CBD. And before that, obviously, I didn't know a lot about CBD, actually. I knew, obviously, what cannabis was, but I wasn't familiar with CBD. So that's what opened my eyes to it, which is really, really amazing. So, And I think that Anxiety is something that can be acute where you have a full-blown attack like that. So there might be someone listening to this who's like, holy shit, I've had that, where your heart literally feels like it's outside your body. You think you have to go to the hospital for no reason. And then I think actually the worst anxiety is just the chronic anxiety that we live with on a daily basis. That's just that underlying stress of I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not working hard enough. And I think any high achieving woman and man has that feeling of this is not enough. And if you don't learn to cope with that or learn to 
really heal that naturally and really in healthy ways, I think eventually it just eats at you. And that's what causes disease and people aging early and that just all these issues. So I think the whole conversation around stress needs to be had too with anxiety. I agree. I used to get panic attacks and my first ever panic attack, I went to hospital because I literally wow. thought I was dying. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you've never experienced something like that. You're like, oh, I must be dying. Off I go. For no reason. Yeah. It's like, here I go. Yeah. And I went to hospital and I went through a period where I was having them and thankfully I don't go through that anymore, but mm. it was a lot. And especially as entrepreneurs, I think entrepreneurship is a lot more stressful than some careers because everything falls on you. No matter how big your team is, no matter how efficiently you run your business, the responsibility of your business is on you. And I know you both talk a lot about biohacking, energy management, all of the things that are so fundamentally important because if we don't feel good as people and we are our businesses, how on earth do we show up? So I want to dive into all the tools. You were yeah. mentioning some before and I was like, go on, go on. Yeah. What tools do you love? And they can be actual like physical tools or it can be free things. Just what do you do that helps you feel really energetic and healthy? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, one thing for me in particular was the infrared sauna. And people have access to infrared saunas all over. I purchased one for my home just because I needed it every single day. I love doing contrast therapy. So ice bath coupled with the infrared sauna. And that's been phenomenal just for blood flow, for systemic inflammation, which is what I have. And so the combination of those cold ice tubs and uh, infrared sauna has been phenomenal. Meditation was huge for me. And I know everybody talks about meditation now. It's really hard. Like when I first started, I gave up and then I started getting back into it. And I started learning my ways. I would do little breathing techniques and meditation. And what I like to do is visualization as well. And I think that's so important. So early in my career, I started working with a sports psychologist and he taught me all about visualization. And I remember I was so hesitant about going to see a sports psychiatrist because I was like, I'm not going crazy. What I, don't, I have no idea why my agent wanted to send me here. And sure enough, I was open and vulnerable and it changed my life forever. What I did after seeing him in every single fight in my career was I would close my eyes and I would visualize what the fight looked like, what it smelled like, what the sweat and blood tasted like, what the arena would be like in every single fight. That way, when I stepped in the ring, I had already been there hundreds and hundreds of times. And it was incredible because prior to this, I would be so nervous hopping into the ring. I remember my pro debut in Chicago was on national TV. I started walking towards the ring, cameras in your face, thousands of people screaming. I was so nervous I couldn't even feel my legs. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, how am I about to fight this guy? You know, you're risking your life in there. And after that fight, I won. I had a terrible performance, but I said, I need to fix this. Ever since that fight, I saw a sports psychologist, my second fight, all the way up to 21-0, world-ranked, and just fighting for this world title uh, at the MGM Grand. I would sit down in training camp and visualize that moment. And every time I would step in the ring, I felt alive. A switch happened in my brain. And if that doesn't tell you that perception is reality, I don't know it does, right? So now what I'm trying to do is turn that from boxing and sports into my everyday life. And what I started doing is visualizing myself getting healthier, right? And I know we're kind of getting to like Dr. Joe Dispenza type stuff. We all stuff. love Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Let's go there. But he was one of the guys that I just absolutely loved when I started learning and reading about this. And I started doing it. You know, I literally lay in hospital beds thinking about that. And I think what it did, whether it's placebo effect or not, it put me in a different mindset. And so now I'm trying to do it because I mastered it at boxing. Now I'm trying to do it with my health, with my general life, my relationships. And I have a long way to go. I'm not going to lie. I have a long way to go with that. But 
those are some of the modalities that I love to do. I think there's a million more that I've tried throughout the years trying to get over this pain, but those modalities along with CBD every single day are things that I love to do. What about you, Angie? I love testing out all the crazy weird shit. (laughs) But I am not a fan of ice therapy, okay? I'm sure it's good for (laughs) you. She won't do it. But it's oh, intense. It's I I don't know how Mike does it. It's in, have you done it? Yeah, every now and then I have a sauna too, but I haven't invested in any kind, just, any kind I, of cold I, tools. <laughs> I just do them sparingly every now and then, like cryotherapy or an ice bath, but not that often. I feel like I need a month to prep my mind to get it. It's like I do cryo. I'll, I'll go to the place and do cryotherapy sometimes in San Diego. But there's actually research where women because the female body is much more sensitive than the male body. It does need to be careful with the cold, hot therapy just because it's a little bit too shocking. So I do think men can handle it because, you know, men, their body is like, whatever, let's go. But women, it's like, oh, it's stress. Let's freak out. So I try not to do cryo too much. I'll go in seasons. I'm very cyclical with everything. But I love IVs. I'm really on an IV kick right now. I think speaking a lot and being on all the time, whether I'm podcasting, I'm on a video, I'm speaking, I'm interviewing – you know, as an influencer or a personality, I'm on all the time, I feel like. And so my energy reserves are just, they're really precious. So I'll, I'll get a lot of IVs, a lot of B vitamin therapy. I'm on a glutathione kick right now. She's a baby grandma. I'm a baby so grandma. She's I in think. bed by like nine, got her <laughs> melatonin. My boyfriend's here. He's, he's like, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like all of these biohacks are great and there are so many things we can do and, and they are supplemental. But at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing is managing stress and sleep. I think sleep is everything. I think if you can lock that in and figure out how to get good high quality sleep, I think that's pretty much everything. So my room is freezing cold. We have a chili pad, pitch black. I mean, I am in a dark little tiny cold cave when I sleep and it is great. I'm loving the chili pad. It's not, Shout out to chili not, pad. Not a sponsored post. Please uh, sponsor Natalie's episode. The chili pad I bought about six months ago and obsessed with it because uh, I always overheat at night. It's amazing. Yeah. I haven't oh. bought one yet because my room's cold, but should I have one? Oh, is it better yeah. than having a cold room? Why? Well, they just say for you to get in the right circadian rhythm, it needs to be a little bit colder. I don't quote me on this, but you know, it should be like in the high 60s usually, mm-hmm. and most rooms are hotter than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know men usually get hotter than women do at night, but they have all the science behind it. And so I had a couple of buddies that are also athletes that play football that started using it and they were like, "Dude, you got to try this chili pad out." So hooked it in, tried it. I've been getting like the best sleep. It's, it's unreal. Amazing. Yeah. And you're not freezing. It's just a nice you don't even notice that you're cold. You just notice that you didn't get hot. So it just keeps you at a nice, cool temperature. That's exactly it. So normally I would wake up at like 3 a.m. and be like way too hot, like you know, in the summer. <laughs> but this, I just sleep through the night. So you're right. It's not like you hop in and you're freezing. It's just like you don't notice when you overheat, you know? Okay. Use code anyway. Angie Lee. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. I, I, I don't work with we, that. <laughs> we don't work with them we at all. We probably should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to buy products, though, when people actually use them and tell you about it. Yeah. I believe in it. But so, yeah, I think at the end of the day, all of these things are great. And I've spent a lot of money on different biohacks. But I always say you can go to cryo, you can get IVs, you can do all of this crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're not managing your stress and you have a toxic environment at home, whether that's the literal physical home with toxic products, I'm huge on non-toxic beauty products, home living products, makeup, cleaners, everything, and the relationships that you're in, if those are toxic at home and your sleep's not on point, I think nothing else really matters. You could spend all the money in the world you want at an IV place. But it's like, if you're at home, if you don't have a clean home energetically and toxin wise, I think that it's difficult. Yeah. And one thing I always tell people and 
going back to your, like, I'm not bashing pharmaceutical drugs. Like they have a place and a time and Western medicine has evolved in the past 50 years at an incredible rate. We're living longer, but are we living healthier? Right. And so some people, they do need that and you need prescription medication for certain moments. So I don't want to sit up here and say, that's not the answer, right? You get injured, go to the hospital. But one thing I will say, going through all this, man, spending so much money and time on different things that I thought would help me get out of pain is that everybody's different. So every single person, if someone tells you, oh, do the ketogenic diet, I promise you, you'll feel better. Everybody's body is different. So there's no one thing really that is the end all be all. And I even say that about CBD. It's a huge part of my life and I love it, but I'm never going to sit up here and say that any illness you have is going to be cured by CBD. You know, it's just not authentic to who we are. So I think it's a combination of a lot of things and each person needs to do a lot of trial and error to kind of test what makes them feel better. I completely agree. And I think it's all about the basics. It's getting a really good night's sleep. It's about getting outdoors. Mm -hmm. It's about getting quiet sometimes. And if you're not doing all of those things, then don't go and invest hundreds or thousands of dollars into tech because it's not, you can't fix that. You can't fix a bad night's sleep, which let's segue into CBD. So I've been using CBD for a really, really long time. Like I bought it the minute you launched it. I remember Um, it arrived in like a blue package, a little, like I was one of the earlies. Um, OG. Yeah. (laughs) So, and and I'm crazy about tracking everything. I have an aura ring and I love to track things in isolation. So instead of taking a million one supplements, I want to know what works because you can get overwhelmed and I just want like the best ROI for whatever I'm taking. And I have, I should publish this somewhere. I have so much data on my aura about what CBD does for my sleep. So I don't take it every single night. I normally take five days on, two days off and I take high dose. I get sometimes over three hours of deep sleep, which is so, so good given I'll sleep eight hours. Like that's like two hours is good. That is CBD. Yeah. Like, and there's like, I'm, I'm not just trying to sell the product. Like, that's not what I'm doing here. Like that is the product that has been working for me. And I've tested lots of different things. Like it depends what my body needs. Sometimes it's a little bit of melatonin. Mm. Sometimes it's not. I also love taking lion's mane, the mushroom mm. extract because I get more REM sleep. Like I know what things work. I use blue blocker glasses, all the things. I've not found anything as good as CBD yet for my deep sleep. Why is it doing that? Tell me the science because it truly has transformed my sleep. I love that. I just ordered the Aura Ring, so I'm excited to do this myself. (gasps) Wait, after this podcast, I'm going to show you my results because I'm not kidding. Wow. I'll show you the the days on CBD and off CBD. You should get one, Mike. It's incredible. Okay, you need to order Aura Rings if you don't have them. Maybe that's what I'll get him. (laughs) I wish I had a code. I don't. None of this is sponsored. It's real. Absolutely. I think that's just the benefit, obviously, of it interacting with your central nervous system and bringing down your central nervous system, which is so beautiful. What it's doing, you know, all mammals have an endocannabinoid system, and we've known this for years and years, right? But what it's doing, it's affecting your CB1 or CB2 receptors in your endocannabinoid system. What does that mean? It's essentially putting your body, it's regulating your nervous system. So I think what it's doing is putting you in homeostasis. So maybe if your nervous system was a little too high or a little too low, that homeostasis and finding that natural rhythm is probably helping you with your circadian rhythm when you're sleeping. But we're finding that it helps with so many things. It's incredible. So it helps with sleep. It helps me with pain. We have topical creams that I put on my back and knees and whatever when it's inflamed. But I think we're just scratching the surface in terms of what it can do. 
and what natural plant medicine can do. And for years and years, this plant was demonized. Cannabis and hemp was demonized, and it's such a shame, but it makes sense. I mean, it's all about money. The pharmaceutical industry makes billions and billions and billions of dollars, and here comes something that grows from the earth, and it helps people. That's a no-no, right? Same thing with any of these modalities like stem cells. You can go overseas to get them. I've flown overseas to get stem cells and gotten incredible results. You can't get the same type of stem cells here in the United States because it would drastically hurt the pharmaceutical industry, the lobbyist, everything. So I'm going on a rant here. I apologize. No, but, no. I love but it. Keep ranting. It's one of those things that I feel so passionate about it because we're not trying to cure people. We're just treating them, right? The whole Western medicine and pharmaceutical system, it's not about curing. It's about treating. It's about keeping them dependent on the medication. And the United States spends more money on pharmaceutical drugs than anybody in the world because of the systems in place. So I just love that we're promoting a plant, something that's all natural, something that we stand behind that grows out of the ground and has been growing here for hundreds, thousands of years. And plants have been around a lot longer than human beings. Yeah. And they've probably learned a lot about surviving and, and what it takes to heal. And as the president of the Baby Grandma Club, I would like to add to that <laughs> as far as sleep. What I have found that the nights that I have it before I go to bed, I have better brain clarity in the morning and thus a better day and a more productive day. So that's my biggest thing as being such an advocate for sleep. I should write a book on sleep one day. I'm so obsessed with sleep. I have found that that's been the most amazing thing for me and all the women and men now that are on it is that they say they'll have a better day because they took it at night before they went to sleep. So maybe you'll notice on your aura that those days that you had really great deep sleep, I'm sure those days you are so productive oh, here I'm in the office. You're just it. killing it. Like that's the secret, right? The secret was something free called sleep, but then CBD helps you to get the better sleep, which thus made it so you had a better day. So I think it's just this beautiful, beautiful cycle. And I think that's where staying consistent on it is really powerful. Powerful too. A lot of people ask us, oh, can I take it just once? And all my life problems are gone. Mm -hmm. Their dad issues, just everything is just gone. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, no, <laughs> childhood wounds aren't gone because of one <laughs> dropper of soul CBD. We wish. But it's really an accumulation and a buildup in your system. And I think most people do best when they're staying consistent on it. Yeah. And I think too, we're in this culture now that it's glorified that you work so hard, you don't sleep, whether it's finals or work and people will put on Instagram and it, that shouldn't be highlighted. Yeah. Well, it's like getting four hours or three hours of sleep a night is not good. So then you're an yeah. asshole the next day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I'm DMing people mean stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and so. I mean, I used to be that person. I would pull all nighters. I would barely sleep. And the thing we don't realize is, okay, you're going to get two hours extra sleep. You might have to turn down an extra meeting or two, but you're going to be way more than two hours extra productive in that day yeah. for, for sleeping. And it's about filling up your bank before going and spending it. Yeah. I'm a really big believer of that. Yeah. Okay, so we've all had our CBDs. We had great sleeps. So we wake up in the morning. Mike, what's your routine? What do you do? Great question. I love to take CBD in the morning as well. So I'm kind of addicted to coffee right now. So it kind of like brings me down a little bit when I get those jitters. But I started working with a nutritionist and my doctor. I have to be on a very specific diet and supplement plan now because of my autoimmune issues. So my regimen is I usually, I'll drink a ton of water as soon as I wake up and I'll put in some of the supplements. I mean, I literally have a laundry list of these supplements right Tell now. Tell me some. We use glutamide, we use NAC, we do a lot of uh, B vitamins, amino acids to repair after workout. What we're trying right now for a long time, I was on the AIP elimination diet. 
I switched from that, getting off nightshades, and now I'm on a low FODMAP diet. And I'm finding that actually the low FODMAP diet has really been helping me, which is good. So really dialing in on your nutrition is huge. I mean, even for me, my last fight, I fought at 168, 168 pounds. When I got the phone call from my agent, I was 198 pounds. Wow. So I had to lose 30 pounds to get ready for that fight. And that's very common for professional fighters. So making sure my diet is on point, especially in training camp, is, is really important. But yeah, my morning routine is always chug a bunch of water because you usually dehydrate when you wake up and then uh, go right to coffee. And then what I've been trying to do is not go straight to my emails because I realize it puts me in this frantic kind of anxiety mode. So there's something right now by uh, Ryan Holiday. It's called The Daily Stoic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. I so I either read something from The Daily Stoic or I have this five-minute journal that kind of has what you're grateful for, what you want to accomplish. And it just kind of for like 30 minutes lets me zone in and like take in the day before I jump right into emails. But I'm trying to get better at that. It's a work in progress. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of mornings where I wake up and I just want to start working or want to get to the gym and work out. So, Do you work out in the morning after doing your routine or do you work out in the afternoon? I'm not a big morning person. So early in my career, we would train at 5 a.m. And I think my strength coaches would try to like instill this like hard work, dedication, how bad do you want it? But I perform at night. I mean, by the time I fight on at night because of TV, it's nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night when I hop in the ring. It's my bedtime. So it's your bedtime. Yeah. So <laughs> we realized that like, why are we training so early? And so when I hired a new team, new strength coach, new nutritionist, the whole deal, I said, I'm done with early mornings. And from fight five through twenty-two, I would literally rather work out and train at one a.m or midnight, because that was so much closer to the time I was competing. So I hate working out in the morning. It's the worst thing. And plus, I'm actually in most pain in the morning Mm. with autoimmune stuff. I have the most inflammation in the morning. I need to wake up, get in the IR sauna, get my body moving. So usually we push all our workouts towards the middle and end of the day, which could be two or three in one day based on, you know, the training schedule. Mm -hmm. What about you, Angie? What's your morning routine? It's different all the time, but I'm really trying to be strict on movement, hydration, and natural light. So obviously that's grabbing a huge glass of water. If I do have coffee, it's Four Sigmatic. I'll add like Organifi hot cacao in it or some sort of cacao in it. Depends if I'm doing any caffeine or I'm not. Adding CBD to the coffee, which helps my nervous system a ton because as someone who has suffered from anxiety, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to completely omit or decrease your caffeine intake. Caffeine and anxiety are not friends at all. So I've been really, really careful about that over the last few years. It sucks to say because I like the smell and the taste of coffee, but I go through times where I'm just trying to be really careful about it. So if I'm in a season where I'm feeling more anxious, I'm going to probably do less of it. And then I love moving right away in the morning. I actually love it. I love walking, going on a walk, listening to podcasts. I like movement and natural light as soon as I can to get my body in the circadian rhythm. And I love eating in the morning. And then I like stopping pretty early at night and stopping when the sun goes down. So I'm kind of like an opposite intermittent faster where I like to not eat as much at night and then I eat right away in the morning. So we're actually very opposite. Again, I am such a morning person. I wake up, I'm like, let's go. Woo, life. Yeah. Yeah. And then 7 p.m. I'm like, oh man, all right, let's go to bed. Let's just all like stop. No more work, no more anything. No one call me, you know? And that's probably when Mike's like amped up. And then in the morning, he's a little bit more of like quiet, grumpy <laughs> pants, you know? So our, our bodies are com- on completely different yeah. clocks, but. You're good with your phone too. I notice. I don't know, do you sleep next to your phone? Because I have this terrible <sighs> habit of doing that. Don't get me she started. She puts it outside the room every single oh, night. Yeah. I've seen her do that. It's in the kitchen. It's in a different level of the Wait, house. do you have an alarm clock? No, I don't wake up to alarms. 
course. Oh, I've, I haven't woke Must up. Must be nice. I, I haven't to. woke up to alarm in a really long time. But I'll naturally get up at always around between 6.50 and 7.15. It's like your body has a system. Your body's not just going to like sleep until 10, you know? So if, if you go to bed early enough, around 9-ish, your body will naturally wake up hopefully around 7. So I like to get up around 7. But I think if you need an alarm clock for sure, then that's one thing. But they've done a lot of studies too with your like your fight or flight responding to that sound in the morning is, I just don't think it's healthy. Yeah. So if you have an extra 30 minutes, let your body just learn to wake up around a specific time. We used to not have electronics waking us up like, like I don't want to hear that in the morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to hear the sound of my chili pad. So <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, our bodies are totally different. But I think back to what he was saying, that's what's so interesting is just tuning in and figuring out what works for you. Mm. But we both share some sort of visualization. So Mike's does a lot of visualization, I think with his eyes closed, more meditation. And I do it very kinesthetically in journals or in sticky notes. I love writing out my goals and then putting it on the mirror. So when I wake up, I'm seeing that affirmation of what I want for the day or what I want for my year. You're challenging me to want to do better with my phone. Really? Uh, so, oh, yeah. Gosh. My business I will partner, get at you about that. <laughs> Danielle lives in the UK and we have a small team in the UK. Most of the people are here, but a small team in the UK. So I have really early meetings that I just can't oh, really afford to sleep. It depends. Like 5 a.m.? No, not that oh. early. But I couldn't afford to like sleep in right now. But mm -hmm. I can't wait for it to be over here so I can just block out my calendar in the morning and be like, no more. Because I agree, I love to wake up without yeah, an alarm, but yeah. I could do better with my phone. Well, I'm a freak about EMFs right now, right? And we're recording this now in 2019. And in 10 years, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, she was right. <laughs> I hate but, EMFs. Um, I'm, I, I'm freaked out by this being next to your head at night. So I'll put it in a completely different room. And it helps you to have separation. You know, my work, just like you and, and a lot of us here, it, it's so the phone. It literally is social media. It's the phone. That's how I'm paid. That's how I make money. And so having some sort of separation from that at night is really nice and really necessary. So for eight hours of my life, nine hours of my life, I can just shut it off and just know that I'm a person outside of all that. And then I feel more refreshed in the morning when I look at it again. But I try to not look at my phone from 8 p.m.-ish to, again, at 8 a.m. So there's 12 hours where I don't see my phone, which is really healthy because I think in the past I would look at it till the minute I went to sleep and the minute I wake up. And then your brain is just not, it's not done searching and scanning and creeping. It's just like in this constant reaction mode. I just don't think that's healthy for the brain. So is the microwave EMFs too? Oh, the microwave is some serious you use EMFs. the microwave? No, you guys no. won't touch mm -mm. it. It's so convenient though. I know. I have yeah, some so big, is like, other shit. How do, you cook your, <laughs> how do you cook your Hot Pockets in Easy Mac? <laughs> so Mike I, does not eat Hot Pockets in Easy Mac. I used to. Mac. I wish I could. <laughs> I've got some tips. So okay. I, well, I have these big EMF blocking devices in my house. Because, you do? Yeah. Oh, girl, you're I'll put the links me. in the okay. show notes. Okay. <laughs> so big devices that block, like I said, I track everything. When I turn off my Wi-Fi, I have like a kill switch. I turn off my Wi-Fi. I always airplane on my phone. I get more REM sleep. Yep. It actually wow. works. Yep. And it works for Steven too. So like I've checked it for both of us so that's a big thing you hate I your have, breaker at night right yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then i have these big emf because apparently there's 5g towers pretty near and so i'm not Gosh. risking my brain but yeah. i really think it migrates our brain but i have a, a cooking hack so okay. i wish i was getting paid for all this i would be <laughs> very wealthy right now so it's called a brava oven okay B brava uh-huh okay b-r-a-v-a and it's basically this new light technology that cooks your food in a really efficient way so it's this micro oven you get a tray you either have a metal tray or a glass tray and say you want to cook salmon sweet potato and broccoli all of those 
things individually. They take different times, different pans. It's a headache. So you put them all on the brava and it's numbered. There's section one, two, and three. And so you put maybe salmon or beef in section one, but like sweet potato section two, broccoli, kale section three. You put it in the brava. You select the recipe. You can even do it from your phone. You press start. Sometimes I can cook steak and tons of veggies in six minutes. You pull it out. It is perfectly cooked. Wow. Like you go into the steak and you couldn't have even achieved this in your pan. Like it is perfectly cooked. So you put like a temp sensor in the middle. It's been a game changer and it's not microwaves. It's really, really healthy. It's been a game changer for me. How does it heat it then? Light. Light is heating it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's not a flame. It's Mm -hmm. not. Okay. Nope. No flame. It's just light. It's. Insane. I haven't really looked onto this, except Angie is obsessed with it and has had EMF experts come over and everything. But am I really doing myself a disservice by microwaving this stuff? Like, are there actual like peer-reviewed studies to prove that this is hurting us? Absolutely. Over time, once in a while, microwaving if you really have to. But every now and then, so say I'm really hungry and I'm in the office and I want to have like a bone broth and I don't have a cold, I'll throw it in the microwave once in a blue moon because I'd. It's like all about the offsetting, right? Like, is it better for me? to starve right now and feel hungry or is it better for me to have some bone broth and take the hit so yes there's tons of research done on emfs and things like that there's also research done that the more you believe it the more it damages you so up until this point if you haven't believed it you're probably having you're shielding yourself from the damage you can actually train your amygdala to be more resilient against emfs and that really works but yes it's not great they're one of my favorite books of all time by joe dispenza you are the placebo and you were just talking about that. So any of your listeners, check that book out. It's incredible. It shows you how powerful the human mind is and how we can literally upregulate and downregulate genes and make ourselves more sick or with a nocebo, make yourself more sick or with a placebo, make yourself healthier. But that just reminded me of that. And that book's incredible. Yeah. And they've, they've done a lot of studies and I've talked to probably hundreds of people now with children and they're not telling the kids what they're doing. These are four-year-olds. So the four-year-old doesn't even know what an EMF is, but they'll turn off the breaker at night and their children are sleeping better or actually sleeping through the night. So there's something to be said about the EMS is almost like this energy in the house that's on because think about before we had Wi-Fi, we didn't have that energy in a house. So I think that's fascinating when you hear from real people who are like, my child literally sleeps different when we shut off the breaker at night. It's like the four-year-old doesn't know. So when I hear that stuff, I'm like, this is real. So at my house, I obviously shut off the breaker because I'm crazy like yeah, that. There's like, I'm just crazy. There's never <laughs> lights on at your house. It's pitch. Same. It's so dark yeah, all the time. What do you time. do? Candles? Candles. But that non-toxic candle. Yeah. Okay. All right, girl. I love the volume spot. You better live to your like 200 years old. 300. I'm going. I'm going to be here. Okay. Podcasting still. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Looking like this. <laughs> yeah, but I, it can be Maybe. overwhelming. I think it's just all about the offsetting. I you, think it's fun. It's, it's yeah, optimization. I yeah. think it's, 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 and it's using your brain and saying, it's sometimes people are like, the studies, the this, the studies. And I'm like, hold on. We have this beautiful brain. Let's just stop for a second and say, does this make sense? Did they used to do this? And if the answer is no and no, I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. And so I think sometimes we're looking for all of this stuff. It's like, do you think it's safe to put a piece of food in this thing? Like walk through the process. You could be a fourth grader and be like, that's probably not right. You know? So I think sometimes just common sense of like, oh, this thing probably shouldn't be near our head, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes screw the doctors, just use your common sense, people. <laughs> yeah, there's, I have like some things that I won't do, like yeah. 
like just were like I won't use AirPods. I'm completely against them. But then there's if I'm using over the ear Bose headphones every now and then, I'm okay with it. Like it's everything in moderation, and I'm not the kind of person that cuts anything out completely. But I know what's good for me, and I know what's mm. not. <laughs> when we first started dating, Clay came over and he was like, "Why are the lights not working in your house?" I'm like, "Oh, welcome to the Oregon Trail." <laughs> Clay was like, "Oh my god!" But good thing I'm like funny and cute and nice because like totally won him over, obviously. But like Oregon trail life <laughs> candles we no electricity you know we're just like cooking food on the stove it's great it's like 1900 yeah <laughs> okay so we've talked about you kind of touched on it a little bit women's bodies are very different and we yeah. need different support I'm the same believer in things like coffee in that it's great, but not always. Like we really need to look after our bodies. And I did coffee for a really long time and it just burned out my adrenals and just really wasn't good for me. And now I maybe have it twice a week and that's great for me. Mm. I know you're bringing out a women's health product. You're very mysterious about what this is. I want all the details. Let me be the first to know. This Let is, me be this the first to juicy. know. <laughs> this is the first episode ever that I'm sharing this. So this wow. is pretty juicy. Natalie's peeps are getting the inside scoop. So I'm really, really excited about this because similar to Mike, this is something that has been one of the biggest pain points in my life. And it kind of was a joke in the beginning, like, oh, this would be cool to create this. And I've thought about it a few times over the last year or two. And then it wasn't until I had a really painful period a few months ago that I was on the bathroom floor. I, I puke, I pass out. It's like the worst 45 minutes of my life. I want to be dead for a few minutes and it's just so painful. And I've, I've obviously been on this holistic journey since I was 16 because of that, because they started so young. And so I've been on this journey of like no sugar and all these crazy supplements. And I've kind of started biohacking because of this. So it's kind of beautiful that it's coming full circle. But I was on the bathroom floor a few months ago and I was thinking to myself, if CBD has already helped with this a little bit, what else could we create? What could we make for women? Because there's literally millions of women right now as we speak dealing with this or about to deal with this in a few hours. It's just, it's the inevitable pain of one of the human species, right? And so it's really on my heart now to have this conversation with women about how can we treat it naturally? Because as you share on your platform and you brought Dr. Jolene Brighton on and a lot of these amazing naturopathic doctors, I'm not a fan of just taking birth control to fix it. I think that makes it worse long-term and I think that pills are not going to fix the issue. I think it's always a hormonal issue, a stress issue. Is it a, you know, can we balance out the central nervous system? Is it a toxin issue? So we're going to be coming out with a line for women that has a high dosage of CBD in it, obviously, for the pain, because we already have a lot of women who write in, which is really cool. I've been texting Mike all these screenshots lately. We have customers writing in saying that they take it for their period pain. Um, and they use the topical actually for the physical pain of it too. But I, I'm on this mission to create something that doesn't exist yet because I think there needs to be a new conversation around what's in women's purse and what's in women's purses for pain when they have their period. Because you know, the conversation now is, hey, do you have Tylenol on you or do you have an ibuprofen on you? And to think that somebody eventually is going to change that conversation and there's going to be something else that people are taking for it. So we're really excited to come out with that for Soul and help all of our female customers who are like me. And sometimes they're amazing. And sometimes the pain is so bad that I'm like, man, if I could have something that kills this pain or at least brings it down to a two out of 10 instead of a nine out of 10 naturally with no side effects... I mean, let's do it because I, I, that's what I'm all about. I'm, I'm, I want to create something that obviously there's no harmful side effects and ibuprofen and these things are safe to a degree, but still they're damaging to your organs over time. Our body's not meant to be taking Tylenol, ibuprofen, Advil, all these things all the time. So I'm really, really excited. I actually just got the samples from our scientists and, and a team that we're working with yesterday in the mail. So I'm going to start testing them out and 
We're excited. You guys are the first people to hear about this. So (laughs) We paired Angie with some phenomenal experts, some female experts in this field to kind of not only with CBD and create an entourage effect with the other ingredients in there, but really what are the right levels of each ingredient? How are they going to play together? And obviously something I can't really speak to, but we gave her the ball and surrounded her with the team that could make it happen. And it sounds like we're almost there and we're getting close to launching this product. And it's cool that it came from a pain point that Angie still experiences. And she wants to help people get out of the same type of pain that she was in. So I'm excited to watch, to let her do that and to see her do that. As an entrepreneur, because I know a lot of the women listening to this are entrepreneurs right now, I'm such a huge fan of creating something that you wish existed. I think that's where amazing, huge, massive companies are built. When you've been on the bathroom floor, literally, or you feel like you have been, you've been on the floor just like on your knees and you're like, what can I do to fix this? Because I know there's another person out there who really wants to fix this pain. And so maybe this pain that I have is a gift too, that now I can help women and start this conversation around how do we fix cramps in a healthy way? Because right now we're all just giving up and taking ibuprofen. Let's figure this out together. Let's do this. And I posted on my Instagram a few months ago when it happened and then, you know, inbox just blew up with women like, oh my God, me too. And oh my gosh, what do you do? And I try this. And and that's when Clay, my boyfriend was there and I was like, oh my God, I think we should create something that fixes this. And so, you know, those light bulb moments where you're like, oh my God, this is a thing. How have I not thought of creating this? So I'm really excited because CBD is one of the best natural painkillers and can really relieve you of pain. So we're obviously going to infuse soul into that. So we're just super stoked to see how women like it. And it's fun and it's exciting as an entrepreneur. Like I'm obsessed with creation and I feel like it's another kid that we're having and we're just going to see where it goes. So <laughs> we need to do a part two and I want to dive into this whole product development process. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like you guys need to be on the podcast again <laughs> yeah. because I could talk my forever. <laughs> so where can everyone find out more about Soul? Yeah, you guys can go to mysoulcbd.com. You can also check us out on Instagram at mysoulcbd. You could creep on Mike, official Mike Lee or me, Angie Lee Show. Say hi to us. Say hi to the Soul team on Instagram. Check out all of our new products launching in 2020. We're doing a whole new rebrand, which has been amazing. It's beautiful. And it's just been really cool to put our heads together and say, what do we want to create in 2020 that doesn't exist or is something that we know is going to help one of our pains? So we're stoked. We just came out with gummies. We have bath bombs. We have a pet line that's crushing it. We just, we're oh, just, it's Nala, moving fast. Nala loves that bacon oh. CBD. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Have you tasted it? The, no. It tastes terrible. It I haven't. <laughs> Dogs love it. I sometimes, if she's got a medicine, she doesn't like take anything like straight from the dropper. Mm-hmm. She does with that. So it must taste. Oh, it's bacon. Yeah, the dog, yeah. The she really Nala, likes it. One of our testimonials. Okay, yeah. bring her on. I, I, Nala I on the food too. <laughs> <laughs> one time I was driving and I wasn't looking. I went like this into my my little um, like my seat next to me and I grabbed the bacon one. <laughs> Oh, no, it was not me. a good moment. So, and I'm gonna put all those links below. They use Boss Babe, they get 20% off. Yes, use the code Boss Babe for sure, you guys. Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you both oh, so much. You. I've loved this. Oh, this has been great. This was really fun. We got to share some stuff we haven't talked about publicly, really. So, yeah, it was amazing. Thank you that for having amazing. us. Oh, thank you. If you love this episode, please subscribe, download a few more, and please leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. To say thanks for leaving us a review, we'll send you a copy of The Boss Babe 25. The Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. It covers everything from our favorite rituals, books, and hacks. If you want a copy, just leave us a review. 
screenshot it and send to podcast at bosswave.com. We will then email you a copy ASAP. And since we love Instagram, you can go to the hashtag the Boss Babe Podcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through the comments and we'll make sure to answer it on our next podcast. 